Hello and welcome to another edition of Childhood Remastered. This is the podcast where we look back on the cartoons and shows of our youth and see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which, you know, is all too often the case. I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. And today we are reading, finishing up our uh, discussion about Gem. Gem in the Not Hollywood. the movie, but no. The, the actual cartoon was just called Gem. Right. Yeah. And uh, the the show centered around a character named Jerrica, who led a double life, a la Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana, which is probably where they got the idea for that show. Probably, yeah. But, uh, but she, they use hologram earrings, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she led a double life as uh, a proprietor of a girl's home, a, a foster home for girls, and also as a... Musician, a, a super rockin' '80s, uh, super rockin' '80s pop band, pop band, yeah. And so her sister uh, Kimber uh, and the two bandmates Aja and Shauna, they're both in this, and the, her boyfriend uh, Rio, Rio, and, and and the protagonists of the story, uh, Eric Raymond. Protagonist? You mean antagonist? Antagonist? Excuse me. They are the they are the bad guys of this show. Excuse me. Yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking. Protagonist here. Ooh, that was nice. Yeah. I'll take one of those. Sorry, we're... Uh, we're doing German beer today. Yeah, I was feeling a Pilsner. It was a little hot today, so I wanted something crisp and cool to drink. Kronbacher. Yeah, uh, this is a, a German Pils. So... So you have Eric Raymond, who is the head of Starlight Music in this ep- in, in this first couple episodes we watched. Uh, and then we have the Misfits, who are the rival band. Pizzazz, Roxy, and Stormer. Yeah. Yeah. They are by all accounts complete assholes. All through all four of them. There's there's three in the band and then there's Eric Raymond. They're all assholes. Right. They all suck. They're they're literally committing crimes against against uh Jem, the holograms, the band, the people in general in the in the first in the was it the first or second episode? Eric hired a goon named Zipper to to scare the oh, girls? it's the first episode, yeah, yeah and he, he burns a house and down. And he burns the friggin' house down. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we left off with a third episode um, of, of Jem called uh, Kimber's Rebellion. And and essentially, at the very end of the episode, because we left on a cliffhanger, right? So mm-hmm. we had Jem and the the rest of the, the hologram band and Rio, they're all on this TV uh, station getting interviewed, right? Yeah. And the misfits, they they break into the party and they get kicked out. And as and they get kicked out, they assault Rio and um and and the Rio the, goes flying back in dramatic fashion into like he got punched by the Hulk. Yeah, he goes flying back into some equipment, knocks some shit over, which this, starts a fire, uh, trapping gem, trapping gem in the fire. And so. And episode. will she survive? Short answer is no, actually. That was the last episode of Gem. It was canceled unceremoniously. I have a feeling Sean likes the anti-joke. <laughs> uh, you, you, you guys know what anti-jokes are, right? Like, um, uh, guy walks into a bar, the bartender says, why the long face? Man says, I'm an alcoholic and it's killing my family. 
Yeah. Yeah, th- those are those are the way to bring you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think that uh, sometimes life is funnier in its horrible foibles than any than any joke can possibly make you think. Well, this On sh- that note, <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't I go back and talk about leukemia again like I did earlier? Oh, I so. love that Pokemon. I know. That move um, that he has, radiation burst. Yeah, I, I think it's... Makes super, you lose all your hair. Yeah, it's super effective. So, uh... <laughs> bone so, marrow. Bone <laughs> marrow. super effective against bone marrow Pokemon. Well, the, the one guy's uh, Marowak, right? So... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the, only, it's yeah. the only Pokemon he's super effective against. So we get, we get started here with Frame Up, and Rio who was uh, wanting to save Jem, he hops on this boom crane uh, with a camera on it. and uh, He starts he saves... barking orders. He's yeah. like, lift me up! He turns into this like little diva, and then he saves Jem just in time. Yeah. And uh, the TV host has Rio take Jem back to her dressing room because she's... So, I mean, keep in mind, she is not physically harmed at all. She no was burns, scared, no cuts, though. No... Yeah, she was emotionally scarred. Uh, which, is, so... which is, ladies, we need to work on this. Your yeah. emotional scarring from non-physically. See, this is like the th- the whole problem, like with the '80s, where they, where there was like this assumption that, uh, like, oh well, they're just fragile. We have to go and care to their emotional needs because they're so upset that they can't survive without this uh, time in the safe space. Um, so <laughs> women, women have women. Yeah. No, like I, I, I thought that was like I thought it was super laughable because like. Every every woman I know is like tougher than every guy I know, and they would have just laughed through that. You need to start uh, hanging out with some less uh, emotionally stable women. Maybe yeah, maybe I should just like not spend time with like working professionals with like STEM degrees and stuff. You know? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, that's probably a good idea. So, yeah. um, Why so not? <laughs> they they end up um, with this like creepy scene where they're gazing into each other's eyes creepily in the hallway, and they take this really long kiss. Yeah, and but, remember, remember this is Jem and not Jerrica. Even though they're right. the same person, that and, is an important that is an important distinction and to make. Remember that they're animated, and that they're that that they tend to forget to animate people blinking or closing their eyes. And this is one of them where they just kind of stare blankly with no blinking for about four or five seconds, and it's kind of creepy because it just uh, maybe it, that's what she was going for. Maybe it she kind of, maybe she wanted. It to kind of reminded me like there were some sort of like weird robots. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, in her mind, she's thinking, "Rio, don't kiss me. Rio, don't kiss me. Rio, don't kiss me." So maybe she's subconsciously trying to freak him the fuck out. Yeah, I think. Okay, so so Rio Rio doesn't know. That Jem and Jericho... Rio doesn't first. know! Rio, Rio doesn't, doesn't know! Don't but... tell Rio! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, that's kind of like the anthem for the show, because I have this feeling that Jerrica is kind of secretly enjoying being a total dick to Rio. Yeah. And, and like, <laughs> this motherfucker over here still thinks that we're different people. Well, yeah, and, and she's essentially... She's essentially, I don't know, forcing Rio to cheat on her with herself because she knows she knows that Rio doesn't know that Jem and Jerrica are the same person. They look really similar though but besides the hair. He doesn't it's like, know that she doesn't know that he doesn't know yeah, that she this, doesn't this know. This is some like uh, triple bluff bullshit here where and Rio Rio is like racked with guilt about this in the show. He's super upset about the feelings that he has for Jem when he's dating Jerrica. And all of the other bandmates don't understand why she hasn't told them yet. They yeah, they all, they all know. They're like, Jerrica, why haven't you told Jem? Why, why haven't you told Jem? Why haven't you told Rio? And she says, she pulls up this, because Rio's supposed to be Hispanic, I think. And she pulls up this machismo thing where, 
where oh Rio doesn't like being lied to and he'll feel betrayed and he'll I need to be careful of his like sensitive man yeah, feelings. He's yeah, apparently uh, apparently uh, uh He's like a fragile man child that needs to be coddled. Well, I was going to say uh, apparently Jerica's and uh, Jerica slash Gem is not the only one that has emotional Oh no, they're perfect for each other. Oh, yeah. They're 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 totally perfect. Oh, for they each met other. in therapy. Oh, uh, they probably that's fine, but uh but in this case uh it would explain a lot. So you know, the holograms walk in, and Rio leaves awkwardly, and he has this, like, totally, like, uh, like disco stew. For, did you ever see that Simpsons yeah. episode? It's like, back away, not today, disco lady. And well, he has this, like, moment where he just kind of, like, slowly backs out of the room. The re- the, it, and then that's when we get this conversation where they're asking It's totally about. understandable, because imagine if you had a girlfriend who was friends with these other three girls. And the, the other girl's sister is, is part of that group. And... You are dating that girl, and those girls come in and see you making out with another chick. You'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, uh, gotta go. And then yeah. he takes off, and he's probably thinking like, holy fuck, they're gonna tell Jerrica. They're gonna tell Jerrica that I was kissing this fucking trollop over here. Yeah, but they never do because they're in on the joke. I wonder, um, I wonder if he's like, wow, why aren't they telling Jerrica? You know, here's the thing, like, they're friends with him, too. Like, they're friends with Jerrica, but they're also friends with Rio. Like, because they're all friends. So, like, if you have if you have a group of friends, and you have one friend who's doing a dickish thing to another friend, but the other friend doesn't know about it, it's your responsibility to be like, don't do dickish stuff to your friend. And then if they keep doing it, you go rat them out so that they can resolve it. Like, his name is Rio, and he doesn't understand that Jem and Jerrica are the same person. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So karaoke is at Sean's. Um, it just karaoke under- Thursdays at eight. Just know that when you when you when you play, uh, you'll always win. Yeah. <laughs> How fucking dare you? I don't care. Uh, <laughs> so so the whole point of so the, the end- whole thing in this episode after this whole mess with well, uh, go ahead. Yeah. So I mean- he so uh, this this uh, Las Vegas. Uh, let me just there we go. This Las Vegas promoter comes up to the the holograms and he tells them like I want to book you on a show. And they're all super excited about it. And he tells them, you know who's going to be opening for you? The Misfits. And they're like, "What? No, bullshit." And then they get all they're like, "Wait, no, they're opening for well, us." Well, you know, kind of, so there's some stuff that happens in the meantime that I kind of wanted to uh, quickly mention. So when they end up back after like the awkward shit with Rio, they end up back in the mansion. And um, there's this big old maid who reminds me of uh, the maid that, that always is talking to Peter um, in Family oh. Guy. Oh, hi, King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she looks like that. And the maid tells no, Jerrica that no. Ashley's uh, been sneaking off. So Jerrica decides Ashley, to go and talk to her. Ashley, she's been sneaking off. <laughs> no, no. And, like, that's seriously exactly what it reminded me of. And Ashley, remember, is the one that gets mad and is angsty for no fucking reason you so and and you have to you have to realize that looking at her she is she looks a lot older than she actually is she's, she's supposed to be about 13 yeah which makes sense you're an angry well, well it does but the way that remember i think it was the last episode we talked about a bobo right from double dragon yeah and and like he's like nine feet tall and doesn't fit through a doorway and she's animated to be like three feet tall um but she again she's 13 so she's through puberty yeah she's just i mean Okay, puberty is an awkward time for everybody. Yeah. For those people of you out grow, there, with, people grow, you know, eight feet, and they. If you're if you're a parent out there with a with a, with a junior higher, I apologize. Uh, Why are you apologizing? You just have to offer sympathy. <laughs> that well, you know, 
That's that's the extent of Sean's sympathy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was a teenager once. Rabble, rabble, rabble. That's the thing that so, that's the thing that every teenager wants to hear, right? I was your age once. I had to deal with boys and girls and but then, but see saying that reminds them of like their own mortality so they don't want that and also it reminds them that their parents have sex nobody wants to think about that you know how many times i gave handies to boys in the back of a school bus under my band blanket nobody wants to hear about your band encounters sean look uh, it was hard for me to make friends in school i had to do what i had to do i went to an all-guys school okay there weren't many options for me i, I knew i knew we were <laughs> gonna end up there and and <laughs> And, and, and we, funny, that's what they said too. And then we come full circle to the cantaloupe. Uh, <laughs> let me so, tell you about coming full circle. Oh God! Wait, no, I no, never mind. No, don't go there. <laughs> so, so, so I brought this up because um, Ashley gets like all defensive. Yeah, um, Ashley gets from mad one for one question. She gets mad at everyone for no fucking reason. No, and so Kim, so she, Kimber interrupts like their conversation between. Uh, Jerrica and Ashley, and then they leave. Like, they just, like, leave Ashley, like, hanging in the middle of the conversation, uh, who ends up leaving uh, herself. Yeah, she's like, nobody and, here likes me, this is bullshit, I'm leaving! And that's when we get this concert promoter. Okay, the concert promoter, I think, is funny, because he's just, um, he kind of reminds me of, did you ever see uh, Saturday Night Live, the Norm MacDonald version of, um... When, when he would be on Jeopardy, and it was always oh him. Tom Selleck, yeah, no, it was um yeah, it was Tom Selleck. Oh, Burt Reynolds. It was Burt Reynolds. Yeah, so it, Turn Ferguson. Yeah, it reminds it's me a, a lot. It's a big of, hat. It's funny. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. It reminds me of the Burt Reynolds uh, of. That's not my name. The the Norm Macdonald one. No, oh, it's not my name. Start, because he it. he looks just it. like it. Say it. Turd Ferguson. That's right. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I see. I'm more of a fan of anal bum covers. <laughs> you know, I spent most of my life trying to invent an anal bum cover. Not having done so is my greatest regret. <laughs> you have led a sad life. And 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 also Tobey Maguire's um, was that colors that start with purple <laughs> <laughs> or colors that end in purple? Uh, Shit, purple. <laughs> um, no, no, Jaleel White. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you know, Erpel, that hilarious fellow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, we've kind of gone way off. But, Shame um, So, Begin so they leave, and, and we end up with this, like, uh, faux Burt Reynolds, like, uh, cowboy. Yeah. Who, who really, the whole thing is, is this guy... He booked the Misfits and... He's a dick. He's, he's, he's a dick and he admits that he's a dick. Yeah, yeah. He did this on purpose just to fuck with everyone. Yeah. So he knows that the Misfits and the Holograms don't like each other. And so he booked the Misfits to be the opening act for the Holograms just to be an asshole. And, what and he, he tells them that... He, said, he says something like, I love fireworks. Yeah, uh, some some nonsense, some like fake Texanism that so they made up. They they uh, get all they get all upset at first, but then they think, well, wait a minute, the the misfits are opening for us, so who cares? We're the we're the op we're the uh, we're yeah, the final act. But then they cut to the misfits, and they get told this, and they decide to use Ashley to keep Jen from performing in the first place. Yeah, he doesn't tell them right away so, that it's the that it's the holograms that they're opening for, because they're like, man, who are we opening for? It must be some big important band. He's like. You guys are actually opening for Jim and the holograms. They're like, what? Like, fuck this bullshit. They start throwing shit. Yeah, and he has, and, and like he has this laugh. He's like, gotcha, bitch. He's <laughs> like, he's like, hoo-wee! <laughs> it's gonna be some fun. So now they all have to go to Vegas, because that's where the performance is. And I gotta be honest, I really like this like little montage of them going to Vegas. Cause it reminded me so much of like uh vintage Vegas. Yeah. Uh, it was like pre uh family friendly Vegas. 
So it's like uh, you know, lung cancer everywhere and, and neon like, lights. It's like your uh, your Frank Sinatra Vegas. Yeah, like burying people in the desert Vegas. Oh yeah, um, my and, people. And so it's it was actually it, it was kind of cool the way that they did it, and um, the misfits bring Ashley with them. And well, so Ashley goes. She runs away, and she the, the, was it the last episode or was it this episode where she goes to their club? Oh, that was the last episode so, with the Bobo, right? Yeah. So they yeah. go back to her. They she goes back to them, and she's like, the the misfits are like, "What are you doing here, you little traitor or whatever?" And she's like, "Oh, well, I'm not a traitor. I want to help you guys. I want to help you get the holograms, whatever." Or, yeah, whatever. And so they decide to take her to Vegas. They trick her into going. And then we get this music video called Deception after they're there in Vegas. Yeah. I hate this music, Sean. <laughs> All, well, you know what it is? Um, there's only a few that I didn't I didn't terribly hate. But for the most part, I just don't like any of them. Ah, it's um, okay. Nobody's perfect. But So this one shows Jem and Jerrica, like, vying for Rio's love. And they're which oh doesn't make any oh, sense. So the the end of this music video, he's literally frothing at the mouth. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, you, you. Oh, okay. So at the very end of this, there's some sort of like weird dismemberment where Rio gets dismembered by Jem and Jerica. They literally pull oh him yeah up. okay yeah they so. they pull him apart and his body explodes in like red fireworks and I and I I immediately thought of like the the old style like like horse dismemberment. Like, <laughs> Like the like the Moors and the Vikings and stuff would do. And so this this whole music video, the Deception one, is basically Jem and Jerica fighting for uh, fighting for Rio. For whatever for whatever reason, they're they're fighting for him, even though they're the same person. They're not even two different like personalities. They're literally the same person, just and one's in a costume. Yeah, but it's it's. I think it's supposed to like be representing. The, she doesn't know what to do. It's no, her struggle. See, I looked at it as like it's the struggle of um. Oh, Rio, of Rio, Rio struggle. But see, that's like me maybe projecting. I don't know. I but, wonder. I wonder. I wonder. A normal woman. Let's say a normal woman who is found herself in this ridiculous, fantastical situation where she puts on a wig or something, and her boyfriend, husband, whatever, thinks that she's someone else. Would a normal woman be pissed? I think she would. Say, say you're dating. Let's say well, you are. Let's say you are Jerica. You are Jerica as a woman, and you put on a wig and you become Jem, and you know that your boyfriend, husband, whatever, is dating you, but is also interested in Jem. If Rio has, like, let's say Rio has sex with Jem, would Jerica be pissed if she was a normal well, woman? Well, sex is is very different, I think. But it, what, it, I think that they would be pissed just flirting. Well, well, okay. You're flirting so, with someone you know so isn't me, the, or you think isn't me. So far, every encounter where Jem and Rio have like kissed and, and like had like a moment, it's actually been for the most part Jem coming on to Rio and kind of like seducing. Takes, takes two to tango, baby. Well, it, it's her like seducing him and him like kind of confused, like what the hell's going on? And I think up until, for the most part, like up until now. These scenes are like Jem is like uh, it's like she forgets that she's Jem. It's like because like she's Jerica. Like yeah. her person, her person is Jerica. I just she thought- is Jerica, and it's like in the moments like she just wants to kiss Rio, who like just saved her life from a fire, and she just wants to kiss her boyfriend. I just thought of something amazing. I don't know why I didn't think of it before. So synergy can make essentially hard light holograms, essentially your holodeck on the Enterprise. 
and they project through Jerrica's earrings, the little star earrings. Well, she wears. I don't know if they're truly hard light because nobody has touched them yet. I think they are. They said. I remember in like the first episode, she says that if you uh, synergy says something along the lines where if you touch them, like like clothes, they feel real. And okay, uh, so what it is is they're like, oh, these clothes, they feel so real, but. What happens is, is it turns out. Remember, they had like a Barbie Batcave. They had all the clothes that were there. But so I don't clothes think that the clothes that Jer- like the clothes that get projected onto oh, Jerrica are You're like right. are like real clothes. So See, she I essentially just, makes. I, she, I just looked at that as like a plot hole. Well, let's let's run with that plot hole for a second. Okay. Because I got something to say. So imagine, imagine if you're Rio and you have a girlfriend who can make. Let's say an unlimited amount of copies of herself. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is where we're going to go with this? Yeah, why not? We're going to go the incest route. All right. Incest? No, I'm not uh, saying... Uh, oh, okay. That's right, because she's got... A, it's a, technically a separate person. Yeah. Um, well, no, you could just have... You could just have Synergy take control of the other ones, and then you're just having like a four-way gangbang with, with, uh, a, with, a, couple, with a couple of Jerrica's. Uh, you sound like a, a combination of um, uh, Reg from... Uh, TNG and Wesley Crusher. No, no, no. I sound like uh, <laughs> I sound like Lo- Jordy. Jordy was the oh, super. Right. Jordy was the super holodeck rapist. Uh, he was. Well, it, he was super Aspergersy too. Well, him and that's, Data. That's why they were friends. Well, that's. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna ask you too, but I, like, I got no qualms with that. Uh, but yeah. you know, Jordy was like. Uh, Jordy was the one conjuring girls out of uh, smoke and mirrors. And, yeah, but Reg. Reg Reginald was always the one in the holodeck trying to make like a fake uh, Deanna Troy. Was it? Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. let's. All right, let's. We we're <laughs> we went way into Star Trek there. Uh, yeah. So in order to sabotage, in order to sabotage Jem, uh, the misfits have they have. Uh, well, Ashley. Ashley doesn't. She lures. Uh, Asha. Asa outside of the like she's in a casino mm-hmm. and uh, Asa or Aja or whatever. Aja um, sees her and she's like Ashley and she goes chasing after her, right? Yeah. So Aja chases her. She's like, "What's uh, what's Ashley doing in Vegas?" Ashley, because Ashley had and run chases away. Her outside, and so there's this like a bus. It's like a, a Greyhound bus, like or whatever. a tour bus. Yeah, like a tour bus that has a big luggage compartment, and and uh, Ashley crawls through the luggage compartment because apparently it goes all the way through the bus. They do. They do. Yeah, they do. Oh well. Yeah. Excuse me then. Yeah. Um, well, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, so, so she crawls through it, and then Aja crawls after her. And they shut the door on both sides on and both lock her sides. in. And then, like, the bus takes off and they leave her in there. And she's like, "Let um, me out!" Nobody hears her. Like that's like they do some really borderline dangerous and, and dick stuff in the show. The misfits and, and Eric. Oh yeah, you know. No, um, that's what, they're, they're literally criminals. They literally do criminal behavior that they never get in trouble for. At least in these episodes we watch. Oh, okay. So in this scene, there's also this like weird. Um, like animation sequence where the misfits are making fun as the bus is like driving away and Ashley stares blankly at the screen um but she has this like really wide-eyed like kind of derpy look um and it takes it lasts way too long and and it just kind of felt like um like a from something awful.com like they were trying to like peer into your soul <laughs> I remember that song. um and and it's just like she's just staring and the, the it's it's like it's zooming in. She or doesn't maybe it was know like, what she did. Yeah, it was she's like, actually she's like realizing what she did. I think. Yeah, I think so. But the way that they animate it, it's like she's not upset. She, it was just like a full blank stare. Yeah. Um, so eventually, so the she promoters get... tell the misfits that that they get to headline if Aja isn't back by curtain up. Yeah, because they had like, and you find out later too that there's like this non-performance 
clause where they'll get, they're going mean, to end up o- owning owing a lot of money to the promoter if they yeah. if they don't play. So they're they're trying to find Aja. They can't find her, and Aja is literally banging on the on the walls and everything she can inside the compartment. And eventually, this old couple is like, "I think you have a flat tire," because they just hear like boop 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 boop, and the bus driver gets out, checks the tires. He's like, "This bullshit. That's everything's fine." And then he hears Aja banging, and opens it up, and he's like, "He's like, oh thanks." And she gets out, and the bus driver's like, "Hey, come back here!" Like he's angry at her. Yeah, he's angry that like she hitched a ride like um, against her will. Yeah. Uh, for like like a mile. Yeah, and then I so, said that on her way back to the uh, she encounters these like two street hooligans I that said are that fighting she, for the best directions to give her. I said that um, she has like a super rapey trip back to the to the concert place. Okay, but but so cuz the guys like the guys like Hey, little lady, where are you going? And she's like, I'm trying to get back to this one place. And he's like, Oh, well, you want to go this way three go blocks on. and then turn right and go another two blocks and then go down this dark alleyway and then close your eyes and then and then when somebody grabs you from behind, just take it. Yeah. Uh, no, they're really creepy. Yeah. Um, and and then so she's out there in the street corner. They can't decide what to do. And this cowboy from like the 1950s shows up. On the biggest red Triumph motorcycle ever. Yeah. Uh, so it's he... me- no, no. I, like I have to preface this because it looks like um, it looks like a, if a real person sat on a cartoon motorcycle. Like the wheels are as big around as like um, like from my foot to my shoulders, so about five and a half feet. Damn. Um, they're they're massive. Um, but it's just yeah, and so she gets on this this motorcycle with a cowboy, and he gives her a ride. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Um, and then <laughs> and then also more weird blank stares. This whole episode is full of these. Like I don't know if it was like laziness in the animation I, or I think it's got to be just animation saves cuts. I, I mean, it's an so, anime thing. It's in this show is animated in like an anime style of kind. Time. Of, well, it's like a Western anime style. Yeah, yeah. but. But so she rides on this motorcycle, and they encounter. The motorcycle of, is his dick. Uh, it's always a dick. Uh, it just—it's a phallic symbol. Yes, just ask. Just a big, just a big giant throbbing piece of hardware that's no, between no, my no, legs, I'm and then it vibrates, and it's got power, and no. it takes me places, and it impresses women, and it vibrates their their inner parts. I have a feeling that that Zizek I want was a mo- talking all about Sean whenever he. Uh, you know who Zizek is, right? No. He's a philosopher. Anyways, okay. So I, I want I want a motorcycle now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you can always uh, you can always you can always dream. Yeah. Dream about that big giant throbbing uh, motorcycle. Show. I want it right on my butt. Um, Wait, no, I don't want it on my butt. Yeah, uh, that's a lie. So, so, <laughs> so, so they get caught in traffic. Well, my point is, is they when they get caught in traffic, this guy, this cowboy, um, he, he can't he can't weave through the cars. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck, man!" Like, just weave through the cars, get up on the mo- on the on the concrete or whatever. Like every other motorcycle that I've ever encountered in Southern <laughs> California, or anywhere. Like, just so lane sharing going up the side, or like in Bangkok, like they they regularly drive on the sidewalk. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, at least those are mopeds. Oh no, some of them are like, uh, well, they're like scooters. They're and like stuff. fifty yeah. cc scooters. Yeah, hundred cc, fifty yeah. cc. Yeah. The only but, reason I know that is because of uh, Mario Kart. Oh yeah, 50, 50 100 and 150cc yeah. and then backwards mode. Oh, um, sh- <laughs> so uh, she ends up getting back. She gets off the bike and she basically runs. And they've got like 15 minutes before they go on and literally at the last second the misfits finish 
singing. They finish their set. But at this point, um, before they go up on stage, Rio wants to look in the Misfits dressing room for Aja. And so Pizzazz lets him in, and she she comes onto him hard. Yeah. And, and he rejects her so good. And it's it's actually really satisfying to watch him kind of like reject Pizzazz. Yeah, because this, this, this is show over... does a good job, like, it making you not like the villains and, yeah. and sympathizing with the heroes. Yeah, they, they, they um, this is a thing that happens a couple times where Pizzazz is kind of romantically obsessed with Rio and she wants to it might be that she's actually interested in him interested in him romantically or it might be that she wants to take him away from Jem slash Jerica because she's jealous who knows but it's a recurring theme through the show yeah I think if I remember right I think it happens more later too in like the other episodes but I could have sworn that Pizzazz and Riot end up in some sort of like weird love triangle too but I don't re- I don't remember um this is like me at, in my 30s trying to remember my six-year-old brain. So so Aja gets back. Yeah. Right at the last second. Shows up just in time, and the misfits refuse to perform, and then they leave. Yeah, they're like, what? They're like, oh, the, the holograms are going to go on? Fuck this shit. Yeah, We're not we going to play. We get this song called Too Close for Comfort, another show, another song that Sean loved. Too Close um, for Comfort. Wasn't that, a, wasn't that a sitcom in the 80s? It, it sounds like it could have been. I'm going to look it up while you talk. Yeah, go for it. You give me give me some info on too close for comfort. Um, so, so Jem is. Um, yeah, it was eighty to eighty seven. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I a guess conservative it was. Car- a conservative cartoonist tries to meddle in the affairs of family and friends. <laughs> I feel like I've never heard of this. It, yeah. it just sounded like vaguely like a like the name of something that would fit. It was on ABC. Oh, of course it was. Um, <laughs> so. So in the music video, Jem is shown like driving erratically, and uh, and it's like a traveling montage. It, it's it's kind of du- like I feel like at this point they got kind of lazy with the with music videos. Um, yeah, and it's only it's only what five, four episodes in, and we're on our what that, what that this is the second episode. And they started getting a little, a little lazy. So there's what Again, three, six, nine, ten, eleven, eleven music videos into the one fifty one, and they're already getting lazy. Well, again, the show still. I, I think Sean and I will still agree that at this point the show is still. still oh, it's, it's, it's still, still really good. It's still fun to watch. It's yeah. still it's still totally guilty pleasure. And for you us. can totally just fast forward through the music if you really really wanted to, but uh, I would recommend maybe not because the music isn't all that bad. It, it does set the scene for like the '80s kitsch. It also so. it also like sometimes it does some story. Yeah, too. no, it's true. You're right. It does have like some foreshadowing and stuff like that. But but we get Ashley and Stormer. Stormer's the blue-haired one uh, from yeah. the Misfits. So Stormer is the one that's not that bad in the in the Misfits. Yeah, in fact, this happens several times later, if I remember correctly, uh, in episodes that we're not going to review today. But yeah. Ashley and Stormer they hide, um, like in in like a coat rack, like in a hallway uh, backstage. Well, it's because they're and, hide- and because uh, they hear Zipper. So Zipper shows up and they hide in in the in the closet. And Zipper shows up and he's got some thugs and they break into the manager's office. The the uh, the poor man's um, like Norm Macdonald uh, lookalike. Bill Yeah. So the poor man's uh, Norm Macdonald, Burt Reynolds, and they break into his into his office, and they steal a bunch of money. But yeah, because they, they because... break they break the lock with one punch with brass knuckles. Yeah, that's... I was like, this man, guy's got Michelangelo's string. I gotta say that 
brass knuckles is always one of those things that since I was a kid I've always wanted to have. They're illegal in California, so it's hard to find, hard to come by. And I've got some, I've got big sausagey fingers, so I probably have to find one that's super big. He's got sausage hands. He's got yeah. sausage hands. Sausages. Um, they're yeah, little, they're uh, little bratwurst on my on my mitts. I, I know those feels. So. Um, <laughs> You know, they, they they try to get into this office. They do. They break in. They steal the money. And the concert promoter keeps all the money from the concert. In like a big, like a Scrooge McDuck bag. <laughs> yeah, it might um, as well have been a, it might as well have been a burlap sack with a dollar sign money on, it. on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it looks like, like a medicine bag. Yeah, this was some sort of like a dollar sign on the side. Yeah. And so they steal the money. And the money's like spilling out of it too. And then they, they go and they hide it in Jim's dressing because room. Because there's that's the whole it's a frame up. Yeah. It's a frame up episode title. Foreshadowing. Um so so they call the police anonymously and the Eric cop, does that. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I think somebody Yeah, and the cops show up, they arrest Jim and Because uh, they, they search everywhere and then they're like, We have to search Gem's room. Right. So they, they search, search Gem's room it. and they find it. Big surprise. And Ashley and a quote mystery lady wrapped up in like uh, she kind of looks like um, she kind of looks like Carmen San Diego in a in a burka. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Carmen San Diego in a burka. In Iran is Carmen San Diego. Yeah. So so it's um, burka Carmen San Diego in all Tehran purple. Tehran to Baghdad to something I don't know anymore. To Dearborn, no, I don't know. Uh, I don't know any more Middle yeah. Eastern states. So, so, so Ashley and um, and Carmen San Diego in a burka show up, and uh, and she's like, oh, they I tell the this. cops yeah. what they saw, but but in, but, in private. Well, the, because the mystery lady doesn't want them to know who she is because it's bum bum bum. It's Stormer. Uh, big surprise. Yeah. Um, and so we find out that Pizzazz is Phyllis. We find out that that's her real name. Oh, and she gets incensed by that. She hates yeah. her name. She hates her name Phyllis. I don't think it's a bad name. I used to have a boss named Phyllis, and she was really nice. Uh, it, it's not a bad name. See, this um, this is the part that doesn't make sense. I wrote this down, where the cops think that Jem did it. And as I'm, as I'm watching it, I wrote down, how can the cops think that Jem stole the money when she was on stage the whole time? And, <laughs> and to the show's credit... Jem says the same fucking thing. She's like, how could I have stole the money when I was on stage performing, And idiot? they're like, well, I don't know. And then they get... I'm not so then, saying you did it. I'm saying that you maybe organized it. Yeah, exactly. It's so Why dumb. Why would I hide it in my own dressing room, idiot? Yeah. So, so <laughs> we find out that, that the mystery lady and Ashley, like, they fess up and they tell the truth. Yeah. Um, At this point... And the identity of Jem and her... Um, <sighs> And Jerica. Yeah, and Jerica is um it's, it's really they're looking at this point in the show, after they get back and they're talking to uh they're talking to what's her name? Bedazzle? No. What? Pizzazz. Pizzazz. Talking is to talking Pizzazz. To Eric. And and that's yeah. when he says and that's when he says Phyllis. Well, what I was she loses her mind. That's yeah. when he shows well, he's like, was... I've hired this private dick yeah. to trail and try to figure out who this gem chick is. I, I was gonna say, you know, at this point, the identity of Jem and uh and Jerica is kind of an unknown to everybody. The only except that, for the holograms. Yeah, the only people that know are, are the three other. It's chicks driving in the Eric crazy. So that's why he hired this PI. Um, What's his name? Malone. I don't remember. I think it's Malone. It's and he's he's just like this. Cla- he's like this classic, uh, like gumshoe type. Uh, yeah, he's wearing a trench coat and a hat. It's and he's totally got a mustache. Yeah, it's super Casablanca. Slash, yeah, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna say it's 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 uh, it's Rick. It's kind of Inspector Gadget. It's Humphrey um, Bogart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so, so they show up. He's like, "I'm the best in the business." He shows up in Eric's office, and he wants them to uh, to try and figure out her identity at her next performance at the fashion show. 
Yes. And then we get another song, Truly Outrageous, which is really just a redux of the intro music, so I didn't mind this. Yeah. Because I like the intro. Yeah. So this was cool. Outrageous! And uh, it's very similar to the intro, um, except that the, the music video part is terrible. Um, yeah, the misfits don't jump in, too, like no, they do in the intro. No, I didn't like this one that much, but this, the music's not bad. Yeah. Um, and so we get this weird imaginary uh, like scene of, of running on rainbows, and uh, Pizzazz puts a spotlight on sprinklers to set it off uh, at this performance. Oh yeah, because they're they're, they're at, at this fashion show. They're so, at a fashion show, and the and the uh, the misfits are always wherever the holograms are. They're and, always falling around. Yeah, because they're like so. these guys can't do anything without us doing it. And so yeah, she puts the big the big giant spotlight, the, like the kind that you would have outside of a movie premiere. She puts a big giant spotlight. On the uh, on yeah, the, and it the, sets off the sprinklers and gets everybody wet. So Jem leaves, yeah. and the PI follows Jem. Yeah, and, and this is the part I don't her, understand. And is, he sees her drive through a wall at the drive. Th- yeah, I don't understand how they didn't realize that they were being followed when the freaking they were the only ones on the road. It was just the two cars, and it's the same car behind them for like five, uh, miles, yeah, however twenty long. miles, whatever. So, and so the PI busts in after oh, wait, they wait, leave. Wait. So this is my favorite scene uh, in this whole episode because. They're they're in there and then they get ready and they leave and when they leave the PI goes in and and he sees Synergy and he takes pictures of Synergy with what? like this cheesy camera yeah and one of those old little cameras that you like to, yeah you like pull apart to take the picture like yeah it's like a James Bond camera yeah and uh, and I love this scene I, I laughed really hard actually because I laughed a lot too yeah you know what I'm talking <laughs> about right so so he's taking pictures and then uh, Synergy starts like making noises like intruder, intruder 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 and then he goes shut up or I'll smash you and he picks up like a chair and he just starts beating on the computer with it <laughs> like like <laughs> like like it's like we said before like I said before Synergy kind of looks like that piano from Captain EO if you've ever seen that it looks like the piano from the end of Captain EO where it's got these piano keys on it it's like a computer screen it's this big sort of thing this computer with piano keys on it and yeah, he beats the shit. He he full on just like he he like dumb kid smashes it, and he's like, "Shut up, smash! Shut up, smash!" And the he whole fu- thing's like blowing up or yeah, whatever. He, he fucking Lenny from uh, he Lenny from of mice and men's it. Yeah, and so then that's it. That's the end of the episode. Basically. And then yeah, then the episode ends with synergy exploding, and you're like, "Oh no!" Yeah, at, like at that point, I was thinking. Shit, man! <laughs> what are they gonna do? Yeah, but I kind of had I kind of had a hint about what was gonna happen. I I, I had a I had a hint, an inkling. An because, inkling. Yeah. Could it be because there's like sixty five episodes? Yeah. Or something. So the next episode, the last episode we're gonna do today is Battle of the Bands. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that. Well, the title kind of you know everybody had like a Battle of the Bands like in high school and yeah. stuff. You know. Um, did you ever have like a famous bands at your Battle of the Bands? No, the most Sean and I, Sean and I grew up here in Orange County in uh, the, s- Southern California. Th- there was never a, there was never a Battle of the Bands at my high school, but at my friend's high school in Fullerton, they had a Battle of the Bands, and there was a somewhat somewhat uh, famous punk band that was there called the Descendants. Okay, I think they're from around here. I know that the band Lit is from Fullerton. Yeah, where well, I grew up. Well, we have um, in our high school we had um, we had Battle of the Bands for several years. A couple years before we graduated, um, actually, no doubt played. Oh, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, my my econ teacher was uh, the econ teacher for Rage Against the Machine, who went to a different school, but 
they raged against the machine because of him. Uh, my philosophy, uh, my philosophy teacher. And I think we had like thrice and some other people, Zebrahead, some other people played at our school. My philosophy uh, teacher, senior year, uh, regaled us with tales of how he, because he grew up in Anaheim, he dated Gwen Stefani's sister. I remember we pressed him one time. We said, "So you dated her sister? Who was hotter, her sister or her?" And he go. He said really sheepishly. He sort of like looked at the ground. He said. Gwen was hotter. <laughs> it's like, yeah, she was. Of course she was. I mean, whatever. So, yeah. uh, you know, if you're if you're like a kid, in or- an Orange County kid in like the mid-90s, Gwen Stefani was like kind of... She's yeah. still hot. She's yeah, like no, 40, she's, she's like 47. She's still No, hot. no, she's not 47. Isn't she? She's no, she's like 42, 43. Whatever. I mean, she still looks like she's 30, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, take it as long Damn. as you can. I wish, I wish I could afford human growth hormone. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could look, I could afford to bathe in the, in the liquid of like a... Of bathe in, stem cells. Yeah, I was going to say bathe in stem cells in the yeah. blood of virgins. Yeah. <laughs> so, back to the episode. Yeah, uh, Battle, of the, Battle Band. of the Bands. The first thing I thought about in this episode, because it picks up right where the other episode la- leaves off, is that so many people in this show do just ridiculously criminal things and they don't get in trouble for them at all. Yeah, well, so Jem gets alerted to the fact that Synergy like had a problem. And so she disguises herself as old ladies and they yeah. follow the P.I., who then looks up who owns a drive-in. We find out it was, like, big surprise, it was her dad. Yeah, because everything uh, he fucking owned was called Starlight. I'm surprised the city wasn't called Starlight City. Yeah, it's like, uh, It's no. the Starlight there's drive-in, no, the Starlight house, Starlight music. It's a universe in which there's no, like, offsh- offshore uh, accounts in the Caymans. There's no shell companies. It's everything's named Starlight something. You know, I'm surprised um, that... That Jer- her name was Jerica and not like Starlight or something because it's apparently the name that he loved. Yeah, like a, he named everything Starlight. I'm, maybe he named his dick Starlight. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so the PI goes back. I have to nothing Eric. to say to that. Uh, yes. Why? I have no. I just I couldn't think of anything. Oh no! I, I see. I thought maybe it's because uh, you, you, you know somebody who named it Starlight. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this PI goes back. I was to gonna, I was about to say I'm gonna name my dick Haley's Comet because it only comes every seventy nine years. Never mind. <laughs> no, god damn it. Uh, so this this PI goes goes to Eric and says that he thinks Jem and Jerrica are the same person, and Eric like totally dismisses. So it's He's like, like no, what? No, I, I've seen him there at the same time. Can't be the same person. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, and that was it. And that's what Je- that's what Jem does, or Jerrica, whoever. Whenever she's one person, she'll be like, synergy. Now, it's showtime. It's showtime, and then, like, a, a hologram of Jerrica will show up. They're yeah. like, it's like some fucking Bruce Wayne Batman shit. Where it's cool, though. He paid, you know, he has Superman dress up as Batman, and he can walk around as Bruce Wayne, so he can be like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm not fucking Batman. That's Batman over there. Hey, Batman! Well, you know, in this conversation, the PI tells Eric about Synergy. Yeah. And Eric now wants, he wants Synergy. But the PI is like, uh, he tells him that he better hurry because it was all blown up the last he yeah. saw. Yeah, you better, so, you better hurry because it kind of smashed the shit out of so it. So it turns out that Synergy uh, faked her own death using holograms. So 80s. Uh, it's so 80s. So uh, Jessica... Uh, it was all a dream. Jerrica's there to, uh, she shows up at the drive-in to move Synergy in like the back of like a, like yeah, a they, U-Haul. There's like a little montage of them pulling them apart, pulling yeah. the, the Synergy apart. So Jerrica loads... Synergy onto this truck and they escape, escape just as Eric shows up. And Jerica, uh, Eric is pissed. Yeah, he's like, "What the fuck? There's and, nothing uh, here." So Jerica and the the um, the hologram that uh, resembles Synergy, um, they they end up at the mansion. 
They do a song, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And, and we get this, like, um... It's essentially a song about how Synergy can make amazing holograms. It's called, uh, She's Got the Power. So... She's Got the Touch? But I need to me- I need to mention right before She's Got the Touch. <laughs> because at this scene, when they get back at the mansion... Like synergy just like kind of appears like after they put her together. Yeah, and they're like, we does, hope we we hope we did this right. Go, I'm not joking. Go back, watch it. Hell, fucking go in, go go, put it in. Go, put the sound effects in, Sean, um, so that they can hear this. All right. Okay. So the sound effects are basically lightsaber sound effects from Star Wars. They literally copied and pasted it. Like, it's so ridiculous. It, it is a full copy and paste straight out of Star Wars. I, I, I don't... I'm not sure exactly what movie they pulled mm. it out of. Mm. Yeah. Like, I think it's Empire Strikes Back. I'm pretty sure. But I, I'm not... I'm not 100... I can't isolate it. It, it. There's other stuff going on. But... But I thought... It makes sense because of the time period. You know? 1987. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a couple years since the last Star Wars movie. Yeah, but it's still like a pop culture at this point. Everybody knows what they are. You know so. what? I, you know what I learned the other day? Well, I, I'm surprised I didn't know this already. You know what they made the first lightsaber out of? Luke's lightsaber that he, you know, the, the blue one. Is do tell. It was made out of an old camera, uh, flash holder. The flash bulb. It was the thing, you know, the old cameras when they had the flash, they had that big oh, housing yeah. on the side. It was yeah. the housing that held the flash bulb. Why did it, I feel like I should have known that? Why didn't I know that? I have no idea. I have no idea. I just I found it out the other day. Weird. I was on one of those like really, uh, really clickbaity websites where it was like, here's well, here's, here's forty like, things you got to click through forty pages to read them all. Yeah, yeah. So we can so we can shore up our uh, <laughs> our ad revenue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you get like four pages in, he's like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna go Google it." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Google it. Yeah. So so we get um, she's got the power, she's which is about four minutes and forty five seconds into the episode. Uh, give or take zero seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's Gem and the Holograms doing this one. And it's just a bunch of outfit changes and showing synergy, uh, throwing fucking fireballs, uh, which is kind of cool, but it makes no sense. Yeah. And uh, so Ashley showed up uh, to give her cash back. She's like, but because if you were, if you recall, she needed the $30 for the honor jar and yeah. she got the $30 from, from the, the misfits, misfits to let them in so, so that they could sabotage. And she's like, I don't need this money anymore. You can take back your blood money. And she gives it back to them. And so I just, I don't understand why anybody puts up with Ashley, honestly. Yeah. She's, she's really irritating. Yeah. But she shows up to give the money back. And Eric forces her to stay. Like, he essentially kidnaps her. Yeah. And Stormer seems really concerned. She's upset about this. Well, yeah, But she decides not, for now, to do anything about Stormer, it. Stormer, for the most part, will go along with the hijinks. But when something is, like, really bad, like in the last episode where they, they were trying to frame them for stealing money, she has, like, a conscience where she goes, like, oh, uh, we, yeah, we can't really do that. Yeah, I was going to say she's essentially a follower, but, like, with a conscience. Yeah. Like, if she's it goes, not a leader, she's a follower, but she has, like... A soul. Yeah, she has so. like a, she has a line where if it goes past that line, she's gonna do something. Okay, but when he holds, so 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 hold on a second. So they they end up taking her hostage, 
And Eric literally holds Ashley for ransom at yeah. the theater. They end up at this theater uh, where they're going to do the um, the Battle of the Bands. Yes. And they put her in this trunk. And he says that she will, quote, pay the ultimate price. Which is death. So Eric has essentially premeditated murder in yeah. Gem. I think this is the first show, Like, we've watched a bunch of shows now. We're like, what? Um, this is the first one of these where somebody's talked about premeditated murder. Yeah. Hey, why not? Because why not? If we're going to do it, it's going to be Gem and the Holograms. Yeah. A show ostensibly for girls. Yeah. And it's <laughs> mostly supposed to be about, like, outfit changes and music videos. But, is, yeah. And apparently premeditated murder. So, Jerrica... This is another is, is supposed to meet Eric at the drive-in in thirty minutes alone. Otherwise, this this otherwise she's gonna kill her. This is another instance of Eric and the misfits being shown to be evil for the sake of being evil. Yeah, this they're is bad like a total people, line cross. Yeah, moment. they're bad people who are bad just because they want to be bad. Which, yeah, they're which not is a really people. poor characterization. It's it's yeah, really it's one like, of the few things about the show that I think is really weak. You know, it's it's like having um, it's like having your enemy. Having your, your villain be the devil. It's like, well, why are you doing this? Because I'm the fucking devil. Why not? You know, it's like... It's like all magical, mystical. Like, there's no reason behind it. Um, but but it, it that's that's where we stand with with this show. Yeah, it, it, there Yeah, there's there's a few things. It makes you hate them. It makes you really hate them oh, and want to see them You know, they do a good down. job at making you hate them. So yeah. they, they, the writers accomplish their job. But uh, it just... As an adult sitting back and watching a 30-year-old cartoon show... Uh, and overanalyzing the shit out of it, like I do with everything. Yeah, uh, it still felt like, where's the motivation? Yeah, but, so you know, so they send him. I, they, I doubt if your kid is watching this, they're gonna care. Yeah, so you they know? send. So he tells him to meet him at the uh, at the drive-in, right? Yeah. So and they so go. They, they go to the drive-in, and oh, did you? So at this point, we get an immediate cut to a newscast at the arena. Did you notice? I, I texted you about this uh, before you watched this episode. They're at the arena covering uh, the Battle of the Bands. And while this newscaster is giving this newscast, there is a 100,000% Crocodile Dundee in the fucking background. I didn't. I, I You did text me. I didn't see it. He, okay, so if you're looking at the screen, it is, uh, it's like the arena's in the background, the newscaster's in front of you. He's a little bit stage right, uh, a little bit to the audience's left, and uh, there's like a crowd behind him, and like behind a barrier at the at this arena, and there is this Crocodile Dundee character right up against the barrier. Um, no shirt with a vest on and the hat and like uh, and the actual crocodile teeth and the whole thing. It, it, this is full on Crocodile Dundee. I, I, I had to pause it and rewind it. I, I did it twice actually because I wasn't 100% sure that I saw what I saw. I'll have to go back and check that out. Yeah, it, it's maybe about six or seven minutes seven minutes in eight minutes in something like that i didn't write the time down for those of you who want to go out and look it up but um there's this point where we end up back at the drive-in and i love that band back of the drive-in no it's at the drive-in oh okay <laughs> i was like that's not a band so oh the other thing i was going to mention is this newscaster looks full-on like a ron burgundy clone well, I guess Ron Burgundy would be a clone of him then. No, goddammit. Ron Burgundy's the original. He is the OG. <laughs> okay. The original guy who reads the news. Fuck you, San Diego. That's right. So so Eric brought Ashley to the concert and left her with the Misfits, who stuff her in the suitcase, right? They, yeah, they stuff her in a trunk. Yeah, in a, a trunk. big, like, steamer trunk. And Stormer gets caught trying to free her. Yeah. And then we get this song called Taking It All. 
And that's at about 11 minutes and 20 seconds in. It's about give, or, give or take zero seconds. Never mind, never mind. I'm not going to say what that one <laughs> Taking was. it all. Taking it all. <laughs> you know, after Sean's like discussion earlier, I that one was know. That one was popular yeah. at the uh, at some uh, Bay Area clubs. I'm sure. So, uh, or, or, you know, Sean's personal residence. So. Taking it all in the Colorado. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so this video is just them essentially robbing and stealing shit and like winning random <laughs> stuff you, in a casino. I thought, you were gonna, I thought you were gonna say this video is just them taking, just right in their mouth. Just no, no, no it's just it's that just reminds like, me of a terrible joke. We get a, like another ten minutes of Eric just like, <laughs> no, I'm just like, go uh, ahead. That reminds uh, me of a terrible joke. What is it? What did Cinderella say when she got to the ball? What? <laughs> <laughs> If there was ever a question that Sean was in a frat, that joke answers it right there. <laughs> of course Sean was in a frat. Of course. Of course. Uh, if there was ever any question, there it is. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, that is not what happens in this episode. No, sorry, we're totally off base here. Uh, Sean, Sean is very wrong uh, on so many levels. So, the- so, so, what happens though is Eric tries to kidnap the entire gang at the drive-in. And Zipper uses some, like... Local thugs. Local toughs. Yeah, he uses this, like, sweet uh, motocross moves to, like, try and chase down Jen. Yeah, I love that. She's in a fucking Cadillac, and and, uh, Zipper is able to... Zipper's able to... Like, outdrive her in this, like... But to stop her! He pulls in front of her in a motorcycle, and she slams on the brakes, and I'm like, run that shit over! Like, at that point, vehicular, like, vehicular manslaughter... He's tried to kill you, like, been, three times! Would not have been a charge. It would have been self-defense. Oh, yeah. So she would have been fine. She should have just killed Zipper. But she doesn't. And instead, she gets taken, and um, she loses one earring. She gets to keep another. Yeah. And Eric tries to have the chest destroyed with Ashley in it. Yeah, well, what? So they take the chest... And then the they like pick it the- up and they, they they move it into like a, a like a trash compactor. Yeah, like like imagine it, the back of a dump of like a trash big, truck, like an old school like round backed dumpster, like, like yeah, a like dump a truck, dump truck, like uh, a trash truck. And you put the truck, stuff yeah. in the back and then you hit the button and then the thing come the 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 the. the the smasher part comes down and smushes all like a trash compactor, but yeah. in a car. So, but she gets out and Ashley tells them where Jem is. Yeah. And by them, I mean like Rio and the police. Because at this point, they want to know where they are. So, Synergy uses holograms to help free Jem using like lions and like fake police officers. Yeah, they do some they do some Three Amigos shit where it makes it seem like there's a bunch of people yeah, all around. Yeah, I totally thought of Three Amigos. <laughs> That's uh, a great movie. Oh god, one of my faves. We we could do a show on that one actually at some point. That'd be cool if we're going eighties. Why not? Yeah. I, so um, so what what's interesting is is they have these fake cops and uh, they all get scared by it and then Rio actually shows up with the real cops and the guy's like I'm not believing I'm not buying this and then they actually show up and they're just yeah like, and it's stupid too because the guy's like the guy's like a super oaf he's he's like you're not fooling me again. <laughs> <laughs> And you then, know, it reminded me actually of the ogres from uh, Gummy Bears. That guy did. Hi, Dookie. Yeah, no, exactly, just like that. And yeah. so, and so they they end up going up and um, arresting all these guys, Eric included. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote, I wrote. So synergy projects lines and cops to scare the goons. It works. And then the real cops show up later, and they arrest everybody. Fucking finally. After Someone gets arrested after five episodes of nothing! And not just five episodes, but like in, in the world of Gem, uh, the challenge for the Battle of the Bands was was initiated six rough, months ago. Six months prior. So we have six months probably of this kind of nonsense happening. Yeah. We've got attempted murder. 
on multiple counts. We have kidnapping. Uh, we have entrapment. We have grand we have theft. We have burglary. Arson. We have arson. Yeah, no, we've got like a ton assault, of sh- wrongful several, imprisonment, s- several of them. Yeah, and yet, and now, now, finally, they, finally, they get arrested. Yeah. So, so, Jem finally, Jem uh, grabs her other earring after she gets out, and uh, I wrote and, down, and of course, they win the battle. Well, of the I wrote down that it's a good thing everything in this goddamn city is fifteen minutes away because she only has fifteen minutes to get to the battle of the bands. Everything, you're right. Everything's like fifteen minutes. Because this away. isn't the first time that they've said you've got like fifteen, 15 minutes. minutes to get somewhere. But you know what, though, I think that's because the episodes are twenty-two minutes long. And they were doing like uh, that thing where they're like, "This is how long this is gonna take." And then they cut to commercial. I'm like, if they do all this shit, by the time they come back, it's been 15 minutes. Yeah. So it's like I think it's just like the way that they wrote it. But you're right though, because apparently the city's all, probably only about 30 minutes in diameter. Yeah. Which it's is a small city. Which is a small city that is just is played up to be essentially Los Angeles. Yeah, essentially, this is supposed to be L.A., but it's L.A. that you could drive through in 30 minutes. There's no fucking way you could drive through L.A. Maybe L.A. in 1845. Yeah, maybe L.A. in 1845 while driving a car from today. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the, uh, the the band, the, like you said, Gem wins. Gem and the Holograms win. And, and now they have she, this giant... She gets they, the Starlight Studios and she gets the mansion. Yeah, because that was that um, was the bet, is that she whoever lost would have to turn over their oh, portion uh, of Starlight, our, of Starlight song, Music. Our song is called Music is Magic. Music at, is Magic. At the 1845 mark, uh, give or take zero seconds. <laughs> and uh, Eric apparently steals the gem car to try and escape. But the cops get him, and uh, that's the end of the Battle of the Bands. And we, we end up. The at, Misfits, they vow revenge. Like, we'll get you. Fucking, yeah, I was going to say, we'll we end get up with, you, like, them asking or, like, vowing revenge. Fists in the air. And, and so. The next Eric, day... Eric basically stays out of jail. And yeah, he the, stayed out of jail using, quote, lots of money and lawyers. Yeah, I, and I, I said, thought, like, that's not how this fucking works. Yeah, I said, Eric I mean, isn't arrested sort of, because lawyers. It sort of does, lawyers. but not really. I mean, yeah. he... So the, the thing is... There's only like, so much that you can get a judge with the right is, amount of money to ignore. In his case, this is not the right time. He used, quote, lawyers and judges to, like, uh, avoid being sued and avoid other stuff all along the way. A judge is not going to be... I mean... A judge isn't going to ignore attempted murder. Well, no, they do all the time. But Think about it. I mean, but but the thing is, is from a rich guy who's now had several incidences of, like, attempted murder, they're not going to let him go now. No. They're going to make an example out of him just for the sake of... He's never been arrested, and maybe he's never been implicated. Oh, that's true. But at the end, the thing that he should be arrested for... So at the end, when, uh, when... Jerica and Rio show up to basically take over, and Eric is still there. And they're like, what the hell are you still doing here? And what's in that box that you're taking out of here? And he's like, oh, it's my personal effects. And Which means he broke into the building yeah. and, and stole from the company. Yeah, and so she's like, you need to get the fuck out of here because this is my office now and my company. And as he's leaving, he fucking slaps her. He slaps yeah. Jericho. And, and Rio punches him. Rio. Like, <laughs> so I wrote, he socks the shit out of him. I, I, I wrote down that um, 
the, the Eric backhands Jericho keeping that pimp hand strong, and Rio punches him super hard in revenge. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, he, he hits him super hard and, like, knocks him through the door. Yeah. Uh, and then the episode ends with Jess, uh, Jericho and Rio staring longingly at each other awkwardly. Yeah. And making out up in Starlight Studios. And that's the end of this episode. That's the end of that episode. And that's the end of what we're, uh, what we're going over. I really liked this show. I know. You know, the thing is... <laughs> I, okay. I never. So, okay. I never. I didn't think that I was gonna. I thought this was gonna be. I thought this was gonna be My Little Pony Part Two. I thought it was essentially gonna three, be I mean, like or, the. I don't watch them, but I've seen the commercials for like those Barbie direct to video. Oh movies. God. Oh, I thought yeah. it was essentially gonna be something like that, or maybe like the Tinkerbell movies. But it wasn't. It was entertaining. It was funny. It was. I mean, it has. It's ha- It has its moments. There are things about this that definitely make it dated. Yeah. If you're if you're watching this to try and see world class animation, this is not the show for you. Yeah. If you want to be entertained, then then yeah, go ahead and watch yeah, this show. Yeah. You know the th- I'd say. You know what I would say. I would say, the animation in this is like not that great. The um the music Sean loves, and for me it was not that great. <laughs> but but. The storytelling is fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, you can tell that Christy Marks like poured a lot of effort because she does. She's the one who did all these. She did a ton of them in the first season. Yeah, she did um, most of them. Yeah, and you can tell because because there's this really cohesive story told all the way through. A lot of shit happens in every episode. Yeah, and I assume that that would be the problem with with uh, cartoons and shows just in general with multiple writers that have like an overarching story or can like. That are that are continuation. Well, it happens in comics all the time. You'll yeah. have a new writer who'll come onto a project and essentially retcon shit that just or the characters start acting differently, or the story doesn't make as much sense. You and can they're tell like, that there's a quality drop, or just a different quality, or even a bump. Yeah, it could be a better quality, but yeah. but either way, you notice this like diaspora. And, yeah, and and like this this show does a really good. It's consistent. Yeah. Um, Again, there's there's animation hiccups. There's several like uh, there's one on the boat with the with the makeup uh, cutting in and out of frame uh, for Jerica. There, there's a couple of things like that. There's like weird scenes with like the uh, the bouncer at the Misfits hangout, uh, who I lovingly recall uh, a as bobo. a bobo. Uh, th- there's some weird shit like that, but but for the most part, like it's pretty consistent and, and the storytelling is good. Yeah, I was the, interested. I want to know what happens now. The thing about this show too is that. You look at this show just by itself, and it is a, it is a friggin' time capsule of the of the mid '80s, the the style and everything. In every and, and it is, possible it's, way. It's really hard to ignore, but the good thing about but this I show, like that though. Well, yeah, I mean, if you want to get that time capsule of that specific time period, then yeah, go ahead and watch the show. The thing about it though is, you could take the story, you could take that story, and you could redo it. I mean, then they have. They did. Well, they did a movie. Well, okay, but see that—that's exactly the complaint about the movie. Is the the movie? Um, first of all, did not involve Christy Marks, and then they—they they could have. I mean, this show has so much shit just flushed out. They could have done a scene for scene retelling of these first five episodes. Yeah, it would have been. They, it would have been the first. It would have been what an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes, which is a perfect runtime for a yeah. movie of this kind. They could have done a, uh, an hour and forty minute, hour and forty five minute runtime. They literally could have copy and pa- I mean, we could have gotten down to the songs could have been copy and pasted. Yeah, and they could have done it, and it would have been it wouldn't have been considered like uh, groundbreaking entertainment. But they definitely would have made back their money. They definitely oh, yeah. wouldn't have spent nearly as much money on script writing or development or any of the other nonsense. They they 
they essentially screwed the pooch on that one, I think. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I didn't see it. Again, I, I was... I didn't see it either. Uh, well, I mentioned, I think it was in the last episode, or maybe it was the first episode we did on Gem. I was upset because I, I wanted a chance to go to the premiere dresses uh, uh, riot. Um, <laughs> like, I wanted to cosplay as, like, riot. You guys, you guys, need, to you guys need to look up riot from Gem. He's, <laughs> he's, he's ridiculous. He truly is a gem. He yeah. is truly, truly outrageous. Yeah. Well, there's um, also a comic book that's still ongoing by IDW. So, that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. The story is good. The yeah. story, oh, yeah. the story, and the characters are good, and they're fleshed out, and and I they're didn't think I was gonna like this. I didn't either. I, I really liked it. We've, I think, if I remember right, there's earlier episodes we did. I think I, I, I talked shit on Jem. Yeah, and I was wrong. Apologize. I, I am. I'm apologizing. I was wrong. Jem <laughs> was fun. Uh, Sean, Sean enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it. Definitely yeah. enjoyed the music. Oh my uh, gosh, so much. I so I haven't really discussed. I, I tried to have Eleanor watch this. I tried to have my little one watch. This. I would I would just before you say I would I would imagine that it'd be hard to get a kid today to watch this show. So here's the problem: is that kids. I think she's too young for me. I think she was too young for me to show this to because a lot of the concept in the, in the story she wouldn't have done, understood. Yeah, there's like romance. And, romance and, and, and intrigue like, and shit that she wouldn't have got. Yeah, and, um, and like corporate sabotage. And, yeah, a two and a half year old doesn't understand corporate sabotage. Um, the, 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 the demographic the, for this show is probably older, like... Older. Yeah, it's probably like 10 to, well, 10 to 13. No, I would say like six... I'd say age five or six on, on the young end. Like, if you have a mature five or six-year-old, up to probably, like, teenage, like, thir uh, young teenage, like, 13 or so. Yeah. And that's probably a good age range for this show. My kid watched it. She was okay. She thought it was, uh, like, a, a show about princesses. So she didn't really... I mean, it was it was designed... Yeah. The dolls were designed to be a uh, a competitor against Barbie. Yeah, that's true. So I, I they're mean, not... They're, she's not wrong. No, I, it was... She... She sat through like about half the first episode, and then she was gone. Yeah, um, you know, uh, lately she's been obsessed with watching Freakazoid. All she wants to watch is Freakazoid. At God. least she has good taste. You know what? Like you're she, doing, you're doing the world of I a am. service. She wants to watch Avatar and Batman, Ghostbusters. Uh, oh, so so since we did the Ghostbuster episode last, I haven't discussed this. So she loves. The episode that I that I showed her with the with the boogeyman with the boogeyman we watch it <laughs> several times a week now. Oh my god! And usually before bed, she goes, "Daddy, can I watch the scary one with the boogeyman? <laughs> the one, the one, the one with the big head in the closet." And I'm like, I got "Okay, a, okay, I got a messed up kid, but I'm happy." Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so you know, this show is maybe not for younger kids, but older kids would would probably I think enjoy it. Yeah. They were. I, Honestly, though, they would probably laugh at it. I think the yeah, kid, I don't think you could get past the uh, the fashion, the time warp. And, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, it's thirty years ago, and the, it'd be it'd be like watching a show. If you have some kids that are like an old, who have old souls, who are maybe more savvy, this might be okay. Yeah. If, if you've got nerdy kids at home who are like into Doctor Who and shit, yeah, they, they'd probably watch. They'd it. probably watch this, and they would probably enjoy it. But but for other kids, maybe not. But for adults, I would recommend it. Oh Go my god, it. yeah! If, if you haven't gone back and rewatched Gem, just find it online. It's it's worth the rewatch. At least yeah. the first five episodes. You'll yeah. want to watch more. We do. Yeah, I if if you guys want us to do more Gem, we would gladly do this over My Little Pony for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There, yeah. there are some shows we just don't don't want to do now yeah. now we this is episode 19 i believe and and our next episode is episode 20 
and we're going to be doing something a little different for episode 20. We're going to be actually doing uh, a PSA. Yeah, it's it's one that I remember from my youth. It's... I don't remember this one at all, but but it's it's a PSA called um, Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Yeah, this, this show... <laughs> I remember watching this on Saturday morning. You know, it was one of those like very special episodes. Yeah, it well, it was, and and we'll and I'll go into that. There's actually a lot of stuff about this that is quote very special, oh, both yeah. in its broadcasting and then also what's in the show. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not that long. It's we're only going to do a single episode on that, and then yeah. we'll kind of jump back into doing some other shows. But uh, the PSAs are stuff that Sean and I uh, really like the idea of. So we might do a couple more of those in the future. But yeah, that's well, going to be our our twenty our episode 20 capstone I think. yeah i think so and then we'll continue on after that so yeah well that it's been fun i've really enjoyed uh talking about jim i really enjoyed watching it i think you did too i hope I, that you guys i hope that you guys yeah. if you uh if you watched it with us or if you watched it uh since listening to this episode and you're listening to it again yeah sean and i's drunk rants notwithstanding for yeah. this episode i sean and i uh uh, we we've drank pretty heavily the last couple episodes, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if we're a little out of control, you know, you can always. You're ask, welcome. Is yeah. what he's trying to say. Well, I was going to say welcome. if you want more, we'll dial it forward, uh, and you can just hear how sloppy we get. Hey, there's, um, listen, there's, there's no there's no breaks on the uh, there's no breaks on the drink train. That, that's true. We may do a keg stand for the next yeah. one. It's pretty terrible. I've watched a little bit of it, it's, <laughs> and it's pretty terrible. So, so if you want to talk about this episode or any of the episodes that we've done so far, you can always hit us up on Twitter. Twitter handle is at remasteredcast. You can send us an email. It's childhoodremastered, all one word, at gmail.com. Yep, and we have a Facebook, which is just Facebook forward slash childhood remastered. And uh, we actually, we respond pretty well to all of the above. And we're also up on iTunes and... Uh, Stitcher and Google Play. Right. And so you can search for us there. We have we have our stuff up there. And yeah. we have our website up, uh, childhoodremastered.com. Dot com, yeah. and that will forward you to all of those as well. Yeah, and if you want to, if you want to rate us, leave a review on please. iTunes or any of those other sites. Please do; we'd appreciate it greatly. If you have anything less than five stars, then fuck you and go die in a dumpster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. Jesus. I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, no, it, it, please. We, this is how we kind of get the word out is 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 high is high ratings. If you yeah. guys don't like it, that's okay. Give us a heads up and maybe yeah, we yeah. Let we us can, know what you would want to see. Otherwise, yeah, we, we'd be happy to respond. We're a podcast to, of the people. Uh, that's not true. That We're a podcast for us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, this, we'll at least entertain your. This thoughts. This is a dictatorship of two. Uh, yeah. We're gonna do what we want, but we this definitely is a, will this take is a plutarchy. That's right. Uh, plutocracy notwithstanding, yeah. uh, this has been fun. Yeah. So, until next time, I hope you've enjoyed this. And uh, this is Sean. And Chris. And this has been your Childhood Remastered. We will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>